Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Investigative Economics Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Llewellyn Jones. Today's episode, episode nine, is all about uh, Mississippi, water quality, and the EPA. Um, this one, uh, it's a big, big stories, two big stories that uh, got published uh, a couple months ago, um, and uh, definitely needs more attention to them. So it's good, good for a podcast episode. And uh, what sort of made me realize that uh, I needed to get back to doing a podcast episode about this is that I was reading some uh, some uh, forums about uh, about water quality and about how and I've seen this a number of times. It's always the same thing about like you know why drink bottled water when there's better standards required standards for the treatment of uh, water that comes out of the tap tap water. Um, and, you know, I, when I first heard about it, I was like, yeah, you know, why why do people, you know, buying all these you know, bottles of water, so much, uh, you know, plastic trash that goes in the ocean, et cetera, et cetera. It costs money, whereas the cost for water that comes out of your, your tap is, you know, a, a cent a gallon, if even that sometimes, depending on where you are. And uh, but it, they were saying the same sort of thing, like, you know, but, you know, to myself, I'm thinking, you know, well, that's nice that there are these standards for for tap water. Uh, I do know that bottled water a lot of times tastes better. It depends where you are. If you're in New York City, tap water is fantastic. If you're in other places, well, you know, maybe there's a slight flavor of something that bottled water is a little bit better. Maybe it's not worth it to, you know, spend the money or, you know, to have all that trash. Or in some places, you know, you know the, the, the tap water is actually pretty terrible. I remember I went uh, skiing one time in the mountains and, uh, we stayed at this place where the, the water had like a sulfur smell to it. It smelled like kind of like rotten eggs. It's pretty gross. I would definitely try to aim for a bottled water there, you know, and, but you can always filter water, that sort of thing. Well, you know, I, I'm not trying to uh, encourage people to do one thing or the other here, but just that it reminded me that um, about this sort of this idea that, uh, you know, th- there are these standards for tap water that are so high uh, and that you don't need to even think about it, that everybody should just be drinking out of the tap. But is that totally true? Um, that, uh, and it's a reminder of this, what happened in Mississippi in Jackson. Um, there may be some questions about that and that we'll start with what happened in Jackson, you know, back up a little bit is that I think everybody knows now, it got into the national media about that uh, Jack, the, the, the water uh, treatment facility in Jackson, Mississippi, just outright failed. And the city uh, just really didn't have clean water for months. And that uh, it was an issue going back for years that the, the, the treatment facility kept failing. It would have, you know, boil advisories for, for a, a month or so here and there. Uh, they had, it was like the taps, like we had this deep freeze in Mississippi and you know, it doesn't happen that often. It's, you know, Southern state, nice and warm, but they had a deep freeze and that caused all kinds of problems. And that, uh, you know, there's ongoing back and forth about who is at fault. It was, you know, uh, you know, the, the mayor of the city, you know, put the blame on the state for not giving them the funds to, uh, to renovate the facility. Whereas the state, uh, the, the governor, uh, Tate Reeves, was putting the blame on the mayor and uh, the and general of the city uh, control over the water treatment facility that they just uh, didn't know what they were doing and uh, should have fixed the problems before. And, you know, I think their story sort of lends some credence to uh, one of those angles. Uh, but 
uh, it's definitely good to go through the details. And that, that is that, um, that the numbers that the, the city was publishing on how much water they were treating and their revenues related to it seemed totally unreliable. Just totally, uh, just seems like some of it was potentially made up. Um, you know, there, there could be some, some details to that about whether they were made up or something else was going on, but there's a lot of details to get into about this is that, uh, what was happening was that, uh, so you have to, I have to back up some more is that a few years before, uh, a lot of the failures, the, the, the more, the, the failures of the water treatment facility that got a lot of attention that the city entered into this contract with the, the German engineering firm, uh, Siemens that, uh, that they would, were going to renovate the, the water treatment uh, facilities, uh, billing system. And that they, they said that like, Oh, they're spending a lot of money to upgrade it to a new system. Uh, and that it would, um, improve a lot of things. They'd get a lot of, get more money from it. And that, what happened in the follow-up is that they said that the the new system was overbilling people and they sued Siemens, the city sued Siemens and got this, you know, uh, $90 million um, settlement uh, from the company because it was so flawed and it was, it, the whole thing was a giant mess. Um, but what it turns out is that in the numbers that the city was publishing in their annual reports for the water treatment facility, that they were have they were processing water at like a ridiculously high rate that would suddenly drop um in uh what is it 2018 so this is all you know years before the the mo- most recent collapse that they were saying that there were you know just millions like it was about uh 50 million gallons of water a year they were they were treating and it would suddenly drop to uh 10 million somewhere around there, just within a year. Uh, there's a number of years where there's just no data available. So we don't exactly know what happened between like 2010 and 2018. Um, but it's, a, it's just a massive amount. So this is this is for mainly for sewer usage that we're talking about here. Uh, water usage was a lot less than that. And what's unique is that the numbers in 2018, they would converge that I, I should be a little give a little more detail. Sewer usage was in the like 50 million gallons a year range. Water usage was in 20 million for years and years and years. Then all of a sudden, both of them would drop to around 10 million. Um, and it's kind of, you'd think that they would should both be in line because a vast majority of the water that gets consumed also goes out as sewage. I mean, it's not, you know, one-to-one exactly, but they should be, uh, sort of comparable. And that's what happened in 2018. Though in 2018, they're almost exactly the same, uh, which is also a little suspicious. It should be off by a little bit, you know, not people water their lawns, people throw water here and there that it doesn't go into the sewage. So all of this is just kind of totally suspicious that like they're blaming this German uh, manufacturer's upgrade of the system where it seems like they were over overbilling or counting revenue that's like one five times higher for years before Siemens uh, did this upgrade. So 
I mean, it's all just a giant mess. All of the, the accounting just seems like the, the numbers were, they were either made up beforehand or they're made up now. Uh, and it's all totally suspicious that, um, uh, I mean, one, one aspect of this, that, and this has been talked about in some of the stories about uh, the Siemens contract uh, debate, is that uh, that's, that the you know population of Jackson, Mississippi was declining. That uh, you know people were leaving the city for other places or the suburbs uh, surrounding Jackson, uh, and and the, the implication is that's where uh, the the decline in uh, revenue related to water bills uh, was going. But um, and it was declining, but uh, it wasn't declining that much. It was like a steady decline, and. It, it it was a steady decline rather than a sharp, sudden, like, uh, you know, thousands of people just leave the city en masse, like, uh, you know, just they leave the town all at once. Because uh, that just doesn't happen unless like a nuclear explosion or, you know, a pandemic or something like that. Uh, uh, and that the, the steady decline goes back, you know, to the early 2000s. So... And that's not... And that doesn't show up in the, the water... Uh, revenue data, usage data, that it's not like it's a slow, steady, steady decline because of all these people are steadily leaving. It's like flat. And then suddenly this sharp drop off that comes out of nowhere. Um, and, um, and if anything, that uh, what happens, what you see is that uh, the, the sharp drop off happens when Mississippi raises their their water um, their rates the rates that they're charging people for you know per gallon of in their in their water bill. This goes back to 2013 when the the mayor at the time the current mayor's father Chakwe Lumumba he implemented a, a sudden increase in rates to help pay for the uh, ailing sewer system. Uh, that and this is sort of also a hint that like they've had these problems for. It's going on multiple decades now. It's not just a recent thing. Like oh, in you know 2021, they realized that well, the, the they it, it was backed up. The water system just like couldn't treat as much water as it could. No, it's it's this is like 20 years back. They knew that this has been a problem. They're struggling to treat as much water as they could. Um, and so you know and. Uh, that mayor uh, sort of did a probably a reasonable thing. I mean, it was a lot of a huge increase. They doubled the rates all at once. Uh, uh, that's for sewer rates. They doubled, and the the water uh, rates went up by thirty five to forty percent. It was hoping to raise about thirty million dollars to help pay for the upgrades. Um, and that's when the numbers when that got implemented, which is around twenty eighteen. Uh, that's when numbers for water and sewer usage just dropped, you know, just suddenly. And this is also, you know, it could be some of that could be the declining population, but it's also just totally suspicious that like the rates go up and then all of a sudden, uh, the usage disappears. And then that could be just that like people just there, they see the, the high price of water and sewer usage, high price for water and sewer and they just say i'm just not using it anymore yes that's possible uh but it's sort of like uh, what you know what else could be going on there uh and, 
So it gets back to the high cost is also that is something kind of suspicious because if you look at the rates that's being charged, like the, the rates kind of vary. There's like an average rate, but like when you look at how much revenue they were taking in per gallon, it almost makes it seem like this is the most expensive water in the country. Uh, that may either be that uh, when they raised the rates, it went way too high and that just nobody's going to afford that. Uh, and uh, and nobody's, that's maybe why nobody wanted to pay it. Maybe people were actively not using their water. Um, but again, something suspicious there that they were going from 54 cents a gallon to almost $4 a gallon based on the revenue totals. Um and that's uh, compare that to uh, I was able to look it up for you know DC uh, treatment the average you know, WASA that uh, treats the water here uh, the average rate is around twenty dollars per thousand gallons so that's almost you know a thousand times Jackson Mississippi is char- charging almost a thousand times the rate that DC is and you'd think that DC has a more advanced system uh, they they've done a lot of upgrades in, in the recent years. They've already done those upgrades that Jackson is looking to do. And you'd think DC would be more expensive. It's a bigger system, you know, maybe, maybe not, but not on that sort of scale. That they, like supposedly Jackson's charging a lot. Either they are charging a lot, or a lot of these revenue numbers are just made up. Uh and uh it just is so totally suspicious in ten different ways that there's something funny going on here. You, you know, uh that you know, fifty-four cents a gallon was already pretty high. Um, that uh, and to go four dollars dollars gallon is just uh, I can't. It, that's hard to believe. And either maybe they're just sort of like that's that's the top line number that some people pay, but others don't. Uh, but I mean, at a certain point, you sort of say like, are any of these numbers reliable? Uh, they all seem like they're made up. Um, there's also a lot of anecdotal uh, references. There's not numbers to back this up, but there's a lot of uh, news outlets that are reporting on the Jackson story. There's like this one from uh, the local uh, news affiliate WLBT that uh, had an interview with a council member saying that the that they just weren't collecting a lot of the bills uh, that they're putting out there, um, which also makes calls into question a lot of the, the revenue numbers. That how could they be high for you know so many years? If uh, if the if most of the people weren't paying their bills, uh, and that they had uh, their the auditors for the city's finances, Tan Brown and Russ, uh, would say that the, they had actually they were listing water and sewer revenue that actually hadn't been received. So there's all these high numbers for revenue. That's maybe what they'd like to have received, but they actually weren't getting it. Uh, and that $7 million in projected revenues actually was written off as uncollectible. So that might actually, that probably is the maybe best explanation is this, yeah, that all these high revenues were actually um, nonsense. Uh, and that you know, it's really just what they'd ha- like to have thought they would collect. Uh, and that means a 12, uh, potentially a 12 to 15% uh, non-payment rate, which is pretty high, but that even doesn't explain it all. That's, uh, I mean, we're talking like, you know, it's like one fifth. Uh, that, that's at least, uh, they were saying that they were bringing in revenue at five times the rate that they would eventually uh, say in, you know, 
in more recent years. Uh, so that's 12 to 15% doesn't exactly explain that. Uh, that it's like, yeah, you know, just the numbers are all a mess. Uh, and, and there's all the, the general question, and this gets it also sum, summarizes it a little bit, is that the net revenue that the city was bringing in from water and sewer services, uh, saying that like they're just they were saying that they're bringing in net revenue in their finances when the city has been running a deficit for years. So either yes, they're bringing in gazillions of dollars from water and sewer services, but somehow the, all that money just disappears out the door. That's possible. I mean, maybe they're just that's maybe that's admitting that they, there's something corrupt going on there. But it also could be that they're just moving numbers all over the place. They're not they're uh, saying they're getting money that they're not getting, and they're just uh, fudging the numbers left and right. Uh, that who knows where the money is actually going. Uh, so who knows? You know, it's all just a giant mess. Is really the the summary of that. Um, and this gets back into that debate between the mayor and the governor, the governor of Mississippi and the mayor of, of Jackson, that they were saying that, you know, the mayor saying that they just needed this money from the state, whereas the governor is saying that, like, we, we're not going to give you this money uh, that um, that you need to sort of make do what you need to fix things. I think they were actually there's this whole debate over that the governor wanted state control over an airport near the city uh, to, to provide the funds and the mayor just wasn't going to sort of con- concede to that. Um, and that, uh, that, that uh, the, the governor is also saying that the situation only began to be fixed once the, the state stepped in and that the city just really wasn't doing anything about it. Uh, now that it's gotten a lot of this national attention, the EPA has sort of dedicated a lot of money to help fix uh, the infrastructure but the, the mayor saying that they need $2 billion and the EPA has only given them like 75 million. That may have, there's uh, some of those numbers may be in flux. I think maybe they've gotten some more money since then, but they're asking for $2 million, $2 billion to really replace the system seems like a lot of money. And I think that's why the governor was also balking at that being like, that's what it, you know, uh, what are you going to do with that money? That's like way too much. You, you should not need that much money just to get it up to a decent quality. I mean, that's maybe to build a completely new system. Um, but then there's also a, a million different investigations going on by the EPA, the NAACP, Congress has got their own investigation. Uh, there's a whole thing where Moody's downgraded the city's status based on, uh, for their bonds. Uh, so that's also why the, the city's struggling to get money as they can't sort of borrow from the private markets uh, when their uh, when their rating is just in the in just garbage at this point, um, and also like that whole Siemens uh, thing is that that uh, that you know it's it's you're sort of realizing that was Siemens really at fault? That whole debate with the German engineering firm is like was that just made up to sort of cover the fact that they were making up numbers for many years or not? Um, that uh, like they the money that they had gotten from the settlement with Siemens, um, it was already already gone. It all went to paying. Most of it went to paying lawyers, or not most of it. Sorry, um, a third of it went to paying lawyers, uh, and the rest of it went to paying debt on the for the treatment facility 
that they had already uh, spent. Uh, some of that was for maybe for the Siemens contract, maybe for some other upgrades that didn't fix everything. Um, and they're also uh, constantly struggling to actually find the workers to help upgrade the facility. So it's absolutely a giant mess. Who knows? I, I we might have to do an uh, update to this story because there's so many things funny about the numbers and what's actually happening. And really, they uh, the city had some terrible water issues. This is like, this is not just, um, oh, it's got a funny taste to it. This is like, they can't use that water whatsoever. That, uh, that they, you know, boil advisories, I think they had like 200 boil advisories in a year or something like that, uh, which is a ton. Uh, I mean, that's just like, you can't use that water. I don't know what you, you just really have to pay for bottled water at that point. It gets expensive. A lot of people have been jumping in to sort of provide that bottled water, uh, which is great. Um, but that's like, that's really not great. You like water is just like an a, essential thing that you need. Uh, and it sounds like it was of a quality that, you know, would make you sick if you're drinking it. Um, and that's, you can't live like that. That's really, really not great. So, um, which that one sort of leads into, that story leads into another one is that, uh, and this gets into, it's less about Jackson, uh, than it is about, uh, the EPA. You know, the EPA is, you know, doing their own investigation and they're providing a lot of funds to help uh, Jackson, you know, revamp the the water treatment facility. But um, there's a big question is that uh, Jackson's issues don't show up in the EPA data for safe drinking water. Uh, this is SIDWA, S-D-W-A, the Safe Drinking Water Act, you know, not, uh, you know, maintain standards that every municipal water system and not just municipal water systems, like they have like these uh, just the water quality of like, uh, like restaurants and like a camps and things like that. Like you know, they, it, it provides standards for anybody essentially providing drinking water th- across the country. Um, and it maintains a database of incidents of water quality incidents that, you know, uh, that all the infractions that go under the SIDWA standards. Uh, you know, this is a lot of it's like, high bacteria content in water, lead content in water, various chemicals that are used to, you know, eliminate all that bacteria. If there's too high, you know, too much chlorine in the water, or if there's a boil water advisory. And then there, it, it has like uh, a list number of like criminal complaints. Like if your, your water quality is so bad that you can get sued on it, um, that falls into the database and that falls under SIDWA that, you know, people can, uh, criminal complaints and civil, uh, uh, suits can be brought, uh, under SIDWA. Um, I'm not a lawyer, so there's a lot of detail in there to, that I don't totally understand, but, uh, um, but it seems like that's, that's the one that you sort of look to when talking about Jackson, Mississippi's issues. Like, did they, uh, fall foul of SIDWA? And, if people can't drink the water whatsoever and they've got boil advisories, 200 of them in a year, that seems like that would fall under that. But in the database, Jackson really just doesn't show up uh, around that time. Um, that uh, this is 2020 2022. It goes back to 2021 uh, and 2020 um, where there are tons of boiled water advisories happening. Uh, there's more uh, supposedly before that, 
but that's when a lot of them were happening. Uh, but the database only shows uh, these advisories in the late 90s. That's the most recent ones there are. Uh, there's a few in, in the last 10 years, but they're not boil advisories. That is related to excess turbidity, contaminant levels, and, mon- and monitoring issues. But uh, none of them are flagged as major incidents. And I think everybody can um, agree that uh, Jackson's issues are, over the last year, are a major incident. Not, one, at least one of them in there should be listed as a major incident. Uh, but none of them have been. Um, and that, and that goes for a lot of these other, uh, issues that made it into the, into the news that, uh, there's all these boil water advisories in numerous cities over the last 10, 20 years that you'd think would show up in SIDWA data, but they do not. Uh, they might, they might get something about turbidity, but a lot of times there's no reporting whatsoever. Like there's Detroit is a good example of generally uh, comparable to Jackson about having all these uh, water issues. Uh, there's no boil advisories uh, listed in the data whatsoever. Uh, and, and there's tons of news stories about it in 2019, 2017, that um, there's, there's the one exception is there's like an enforcement entry for uh, about um, consumer confidence report. Uh, it's like kind of maybe getting there. That's a little bit of something. In 2022, but it's not a. It's three at least three years late, um, and it's not. Uh, it's not. It should have like here's. They had a boil water advisory. They people needed to boil their water to drink it. So that should be, that should be in that data. Um, and it, it, sometimes there's a lot of reporting related to turbidity again. But then the boil water advisory just doesn't show up. So maybe that's a little bit of something. Maybe it's just like, oh, maybe there's an issue in reporting that they're not, they're doing certain things, but not the, the right things, or they're not being comprehensive. They don't want to say when there's an advisory. Um, this happened in Trenton, New Jersey, in Atlanta. Uh, they had boil water advisories, but they, uh, they, they, they reported something, but not other things. Uh, so maybe that's something in there. Uh, and there's issues about, uh, and this even not ignoring the EPA uh, reporting for a second. This gets into whether these uh, they're doing boil water advisories to the public in the news at all. That uh, for Trenton, that there is a need to boil water, but they didn't uh, report. Uh, this is a, like a the Trentonian sort of looking back uh, after the facts that found out that that the water. Uh, um, the water treatment plant should have been giving a boil water advisory, but they weren't. Uh, that uh, and people were complaining about chlorine flavored water. That means like overtreatment, too many chemicals in the water. Purple water, which probably some other chemical was being uh, being used there. Um, and that eventually, the New Jersey Department of uh, Environmental Protection, their own sort of the state EPA, had to step in and force the utility to announce a boil advisory. So like they had to have their hand forced that they were just sort of tainted either too much. It was, the water was too turbid and then they added too many chemicals to it. Um, and they just weren't telling anybody about it, which is just, just, that's just terrible. Just, uh, just really sloppy. Um, and, uh, and so in the data, they, there are 
boil water advisories in that data, but vast majority of it, 93% are from like these super small water systems. This is like, oh, there's a camp in, you know, out in the, in the boondocks, you know, like a, like sort of like a camp that like Boy Scout uh, troops use or something like that, that there's less than a thousand people using that water. Um, and, and that like, there's something wrong with the water system. They probably need like their own water filtration, uh, system that it's not like, not like a city, not like a town that has like a treatment plant. This is maybe like, you know, like there's a bunch of cabins and they need to have like a water, uh, treatment sort of, you know, like a, a you know, like you might have a boiler or something like that. You might need like a, a like a mini water filtration system or something like that. But you know, that's, that's, that, but the, the cities is where, you know, most people, this is like, that's talking about less than a thousand people. We're talking about, you know, if maybe sometimes like millions of people, if you're talking about like Detroit or Baltimore. And so there are cities that have been reported in that EPA data set. And Baltimore is one of them. Jersey City is one. San Diego is another one. Uh, so there's a question about like why some of these cities are reporting what, but others aren't. And if there's just like a lack of enforcement to sort of prod these cities to be like, you announce a boil, a boil advisory to your citizens, you need to, somebody needs to make sure that gets into the EPA data. Uh, or they're just like avoiding it because they just don't want to get uh, sanctioned. They might get fines, that sort of thing. If they, if they report it to the EPA, but I mean, that's the whole point of the, having the EPA do these things is that like you will get fined if you don't treat your water right if you don't give uh, quality water to your citizens and it's sort of being like you know you actually the water needs to be of a certain standard um, otherwise uh, you know what's the whole point of all this um, if the water treatment facility can just do whatever and give terrible water and it's only if people complain then the EPA is not really doing anything there um, uh, there's some other details about like sometimes there's uh, there's state uh, state uh, there's there's more that gets done on the state level sometimes I think that's in the case of New Jersey that the state was st- stepping in and there's some details to that that uh, appear in the EPA data but you know this is all scattershot it doesn't seem consistent in any sort of way. Um, I, the EPA, one thing to, in, in the EPA's uh, camp is that they do have a notice on their website saying they are aware of the inaccuracies and underreporting in the data. So, you know, don't want to throw everything at the EPA saying like they're not doing anything. They may, there may be a struggle in there, a legal struggle. Uh, they may, uh, maybe I'll throw it out that, you know, maybe they just don't have the authority in certain situations or to the knowledge of these situations possibly, but it really just seems like they might be dropping the ball quite a bit. And it gets back to that, what I was saying about, you know, people saying that, oh, there are these standards for tap water that just aren't there for bottled water. But it seems like the, while there's standards there, that doesn't mean that they're being applied. That doesn't mean you can totally trust the quality of your water. That might be total junk. You, if you're getting purple chlorine flavored water or just bacteria laden water, you're, you will probably will want to get bottled water because that is just because there's uh, standards there doesn't mean that's not that's that's cold comfort sometimes uh, to know that uh, 
you could be, you know, getting Giardia infections or whatever, uh, just get nauseous from the water that you drink. Um, and, and who knows how, you know, how common this is, you know, probably a lot of times people sort of put up with a little bit of a taste to their tap water that they shouldn't have to, um, that it could be much better. And that, you know, just there's nobody there to say, you know, unless, you know, somebody puts a, a fire under the, the water authority, they're going to try and get away with treating less water or as, as much as they can to save as much money as they can, whether it's because some, you know, all their finances are junk or just to sort of, you know, pad, the, pad themselves on the back. But, you know, you know, this, uh, like this sort of rote repetition of like, oh, this, you know, the EPA has standards for this, uh, just doesn't cut it. Like, uh, I can say in DC, it used to be much worse, uh, that you, there was, there was a time when the water just tasted kind of funky. And then there was a time after that where they, it tasted like it had a chlorine, I think it was chlorinate flavored. Uh, it wasn't actually, it was like the variation on chlorine that they sometimes add to things. Um, that they did for a while and it was, it was not good. You didn't want to drink that if you could. Um, and uh, I think a lot of that's been fixed. It's not, uh, it's not the uh, like ideal water. Uh, I mean, I think they have to deal with the water sources, you know, that uh, it, it also has, it's very hard water. And I think that's uh, related to like the sort of, I don't know if it, you know, it's Potomac River water that they have to deal with that, uh, or how they treat it, that sort of thing. But uh, it's much better, much, much better uh, to Wasso's credit than it used to be. And, um, but maybe it could be better. I know they're, they're got a lot of projects in mind to make this. I think it's, it's actually working now where they have built these giant underground rain barrels that sort of take away all the sewage that flows after it rains. Um, so, and I think there's a lot of things happening there. I think a lot of the, the, to their credit, some of these water authorities, you know, they do need a lot of money to, for these projects. Um, they need to raise the rates on their, on the water bills and they don't want to do it because people complain. And, uh, but I mean, I think that's, that's water is kind of like one of those essential things that you probably do need to pay the extra dollar to get a better quality so that, you know, people aren't getting sick and things like that. So, you know, interesting uh, story. Uh, it, may, it might be good to have a, a follow-up on, uh, on Mississippi, uh, Jackson. It's uh, see where, where things are going down there. But um, uh, good stories. Uh, feel free to check them out uh, online. I think I've covered all the details here, but look forward to uh, covering more on the subject.